On this episode of Come Pray With Me, I interview Anna Owimbo from Interfaith Partners for the Chesapeake. Officially founded in 2013, Interfaith Partners for the Chesapeake was created to unite people of faith together to conserve and protect the Chesapeake Bay and wildlife. We will be learning more about the work they do and ways to get involved. Thank you again for agreeing to do the show, Ms. Wimbo. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. So could you tell us a little bit more about the work you do for Interfaith Chesapeake? Yeah, so um, Interfaith Partners for the Chesapeake, um, we're based out of Annapolis, Maryland, and um, we have a general mission to ignite the power of the faith communities in our region um, to honor all of creation by working together to protect and restore the watershed. Um, you know, and we recognize that there's over, I think it's close to 19,000 congregations in the entire watershed. And so, you know, with all the environmental and climate issues that we're facing in the region, um, if we all worked together to clean the water in our regions, um, we can just imagine what the potential could be. And, you know, uh, the faith community is a big part of, of the region. You know, there's 18 million people, um, and typically 60% of most populations um, are people, um, identify as people of faith. So we're really, um, really excited about the potential for this work. Um, I could add a little bit more, um, you know, we work in two main ways. Um, we raise awareness of the, power that people of faith can, can take in um, restoring clean water and environmental justice. And then um, the second way we help is we actually are pretty hands-on um, with helping congregations plan for, um, pay for, and find funding for um, healing projects in the region. So all kinds of stormwater mitigation projects, um, tree plantings, we're really engaged with that. Um, in all kinds of different activities in the region. And we work mainly, as I mentioned, we're in Maryland and we're expanding into Pennsylvania and um, some parts of the District of Columbia. That's really cool. So what is your One Water Partnership? So the One Water Partnership is um, it's basically a way that we've pulled together all of our partners. Um, our goal is to build a network um, of different congregations to work together um, with not only other um, people of faith, but also the secular environmental organizations and government agencies within their community. Um, kind of separating um, the groups regionally. So we'll, we kind of group them in hubs. So we have a hub in Baltimore, um, a hub in um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, 
uh, hub in, on the Eastern shore. And so these groups kind of just work together um, uh, as, as hubs. And then the bigger umbrella is the One Water Partnership. And we're hoping that this, um, by learning from each other and interacting on an ongoing basis, um, we can really um, help people work independently as a group. That's wonderful. So could you tell me a little bit more about the learning labs that you offer? So um, our monthly learning labs, which, you know, we, we offer them, we try and offer them the first Thursday of every month. Um, and these are open to anyone who's interested in taking a deeper dive into um, one specific topic related to watershed restoration. Um, and in a broader range of, of topics. And they started off as a companion piece to our Faithful Green Leaders training. Um, and this is a training that we've, um, we offer it at least twice a year. And um, we help support congregation members who are interested in building or growing their own team at their congregation. So once the team members have been trained and they've developed their action plan through the training, um, they often need more knowledge and guidance around a specific topic area. For example, you know, if they already have a stormwater project on their property, um, how can they maintain it? So we'll offer a learning lab on tips and tricks to successfully maintaining your existing, you know, um, project um, on your grounds. Um, and then another example, most recently, especially in this climate that we're in, um, many congregational green teams were really struggling with the pandemic. And so we, you know, kind of interviewed a couple of um, congregations that were successfully um, able to remain active even during COVID. And so we held a learning lab on, on that topic so that people could learn from each other, kind of learn what systems were in um, the different congregations we're using. And so the learning lab, um, you know, we record all of them. Um, and so they're available um, ongoing. Um, and it's a broad range of topics that are covered from environmental justice, um, fundraising ideas and grant sources, um, agriculture and composting. Um, and then, you know, on the other end, just how do you keep your team going? So we have learning labs on navigating conflict, teamwork, group dynamics. And, and then we're, we're constantly showcasing the successful green team so that people can um, network and have a solution circle at the end of the learning labs to just kind of pick each other's brains. So speaking of teams, who is the green team? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> um, so the, the teams um, take all kinds of shapes and sizes. Um, essentially what we try and encourage congregations to do is come together with um, at least, you know, three to five members um, that represent um, different facets of ministries within different congregations and um, basically um, committed 
to working together within their congregations to one, get the um, support of the faith leader and then manage projects, um, creation care projects on their sites. And then also work with, with each other um, beyond their congregation once they're strengthened um, their, you know, their core operations. So I know you mentioned how uh, Interfaith Partners for the Chesapeake tries to unite people of faith together to help with uh, conservation on the Bay, but what are some other ways that faith influences the work that you do? Well, um, there's, uh, so we also try and engage our members in advocacy. Um, so each, and, and most of the advocacy work that we do is centered around the Maryland legislature. So each year we identify, you know, three or four um, really strong um, uh, bills or actions that are going through the legislature and we support, um, we support them through our network. Um, if you go to our website, you'll probably see on our advocacy page uh, that this year um, we're, we're going to be focused on, you know, three main campaigns, the Environmental Human Rights Amendment campaign, um, the Maryland the Beautiful Act, and um, and then we'll also just in general continue to work with all of the congregations to keep talking to their, their representatives and, uh, and just kind of keep um, creation care and environmental stewardship at the forefront of our legislation. That's wonderful. So what are ways that people can get involved in your mission? Well, first, um, I would say <laughs> um, stay connected. Um, like you can, uh, right now, anyone can just go into our website and fill out the Stay Connected form. And we're very active. Um, you know, we have a, a monthly newsletter and you can learn about different opportunities throughout the region. Um, so that would be the first thing. And then if you're a member of a congregation that is committed to creation care, I would encourage folks to sign the pledge. Um, we have a One Water Partnership pledge that is basically a commitment um, to working with others and in, within your congregation um, to support all of the actions um, of the One Water Partnership. And, you know, one of the benefits of signing the pledge is that we've listed all of our um, congregational partners. And um, it's a great way to just kind of get the word out about the work that you're doing. And, you know, part of it is, 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 is also extremely helpful because I don't know that um, the general population um, understands everything or knows about everything that the faith community is doing around creation care. And so bringing all the different groups together under this One Water Partnership and through this pledge 
um, is one step to um, getting the word out about all, everything that's happening. Do you have any prayers you would like to share with us today? Um, well, so one of the, you know, in general, <laughs> we understand that people can often feel overwhelmed <laughs> by, by, you know, what we're facing around environmental issues, um, global warming, um, you know, there's just so much out there that, and it can be daunting. Um, but I would ask that people just keep us in their prayers, um, keep all of the congregations in, in their prayers around our work um, and recognizing as well that it's not always very easy. Sometimes we have many lone green sheep, that's what we call them <laughs> at congregations. So I would ask that people just, um, you know, pray for them, um, pray for their success um, in um, their creation care work and, um, and pray for them not to become discouraged, even though there are very few. Well, thank you again for being on the show today and for the work that you and Interfaith Partners for the Chesapeake do. Is there anything else you would like to talk about with us today or anything you want to share? Um, no, um, yeah, I'm really um, thrilled at this opportunity. Um, this is the first time that we've been on this podcast. And so thank you again um, for um, getting the word out about our work. And I encourage everyone once again to go to our website. It's interfaithchesapeake.org and take a look at our pledge, sign it if you can, um, or just stay connected. So thanks again. Absolutely, thank you. To learn more about Interfaith Partners for the Chesapeake, visit www.interfaithchesapeake.org.